When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers' afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. The whole reason that we have that song is just so if you're in a bad mood with this injury news for the Steelers, that song just automatically puts you in a good mood, right, Alan? It seems to be. It seems to be working. I was. I was actually wondering. <laughs> is this is this still going to hit the same this week? Because man, the the house of cards has come crashing down for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the last. 48 hours it if it wasn't bad enough that they played about as poorly as you could possibly imagine them playing in the season opener against the san francisco 49ers we got confirmation today from head coach mike tomlin that defensive captain cam hayward will have surgery on his groin it's been reported that he will be out eight weeks uh tomlin sort of left it that he didn't specifically say a time frame although he you know, didn't say he's going to be out for the year, so I guess that's the one positive there. Also, that Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson will not play in this week's game against the Cleveland Browns. He suffered some kind of hamstring injury, assuming some level of a strain that he's still waiting on an MRI. So the same team that just lost 30-7 to to the San Francisco 49ers now gets to play the team that beat the Bengals without – arguably it's like a top two offensive and defensive player. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. We've, uh, we've applauded Omar Khan's ability throughout this off season to add depth at a lot of spots. And that is going to be put 
to the test here very early in the season, a lot earlier, and to guys that you would have not wanted to see on the shelf for any period of time, let alone for an extended period of time. Deontay Johnson, multiple weeks sounds like, I mean, it, that didn't look good when it happened. Hamstring, uh, you mentioned it like in stadium, it looked pretty bad. And the timing of the bye week also makes me wonder, like, is he even going to get one game in before the bye week or would it be worth it to just hold him out? Um you know, that would be interesting. And then Cam, yeah, wouldn't expect him to be back until after the bye week as well. This is a case, I guess, where something that we were complaining about as fans that early bye week might actually be to their benefit with both these guys being on the shelf for extended periods of time. I guess, you know, slightly. Yeah. I mean, if you can, yeah. you can have a week where you got to not have Deontay Johnson and Cam Hayward, you want that to be a week where you don't have the game. That helps a lot. They got a long way to go before they get there, man. This is a yes. uh, this is a big game this Monday, and they've got to figure out so much. It's sort of like everything that we talked about yesterday in terms of what needs to change coming out of this game, and now you know you put onto that. Like I don't know if this offense works without Deontay Johnson. I really don't know if this defense works without Cam Hayward. Like Mike Tomlin said, mm-hmm. it's not just a player thing; it's a coach thing. I'm like, yeah, it's it's a it's a conundrum. Like. I don't, I don't even know how they're going to go about approaching all this. I've got some ideas, but I can't really remember a Steelers week where there was like this much work that needed to be done on this football team from last week to this week. It's, it's, uh, they got a lot on their plate right now. Yeah, you look at the offensive side. Let's start there with the Deontay Johnson thing. It was Calvin Austin who saw more action than we would have anticipated in week one once Deontay Johnson went down. So you looked there. Uh, Miles Boykin's in a boot right now, so I don't know that he's going to be any type of solution for you. Gunnar Osheski probably gets a helmet this week. I mean, beyond that, I don't know that there is a solution, but where were the Steelers look internally for some type of answer? Yeah, I mean, maybe it is externally. I don't think we should rule that out. I know that, you know, Mike Tomlin kind of sort of downplayed that part of it, but um, man, like there's no, there's no Deontay Johnson on this roster with love to Calvin Austin, different kind of player, you know, not, not at all the same guy, more of a slot player, you know, and, and Deontay has been playing almost exclusively on the outside. I would assume, and George Pickens kind of, said this yesterday he didn't directly say it but he kind of said it that calvin will play in the slot and that will move Allen robinson outside but we saw mm-hmm. Allen robinson the outside wide receiver last year with the los angeles rams and it was not inspiring you know it, it wasn't atrocious it wasn't like unplayably bad but it was certainly not what you really want from your number two wide receiver um I wrote today at SteelersNow.com, I think the best answer I can come up with when I look at this team and the way it's built right now is they could play with two tight ends. I mean, I really think that's yeah. that's the answer that, that they have to come up with here. And that they are, you know, Dan Moore really struggled in that game. Chooks is in the concussion protocol. You're going to be going against Miles Garrett here. Um, let's, just, let's just bolt a Darnell Washington onto the end of offensive line semi-permanently i mean if that means you're running with four guys and routes all the time so be it um i think that makes a ton of sense just from from the offensive line struggles and then it lets pat fryermuth he is the the the, you know you unlocking pat fryermuth and just letting him be a receiver i think is as close as the steelers can get to replacing what deontay johnson brings but man that's uh that's still not good enough. Like it's, it's still not going to be the same. Yeah. And, 
it's it's really hard to uh, stress how huge of a loss Deontay Johnson is for that offense. It's like I this was one of the games where due to Miles Garrett's presence and also obviously Zadari Smith's a really good pass rush in his own right. It's a game where I thought we would see more of Darnell Washington anyway. It wasn't necessarily due to me thinking we wouldn't have Deontay Johnson present, but it was a game where I thought we would see both tight ends a good bit anyways. Uh, this isn't necessarily the way I want it to come. But yeah, it was a yeah. game, like I said, where I thought we would see quite a bit of Darnell. And, you know, I saw a lot of people on social media talking about like, well, I guess like George Pickens has to step up. And I sort of understand the thought process there. This kind of makes him the number one wide receiver. It will certainly you know, give him more important part of the offense. But if Deontay Johnson is not playing, no defense in their right mind is going to ever single cover George Pickens. George Pickens is going to be double covered yeah. on every passing rep the entire time that Deontay Johnson is out. Period. So, I, and those corners just had a really nice day. Up, he yeah. could end up getting less targets because of this, because mm -hmm. there's no one else on that offense that's worth your time in the you know, in terms of game planning from a secondary standpoint. Teams are just going to put two guys on George Pickens, one short, one long, every single rep. And it's going to be impossible to get on the ball. And I know exactly what's going to happen is that, you know, Deontay's not going to play and then Pickens isn't going to catch the ball because he's going to be covered. And I'll be like, how dumb are they? You're not going to be able to get George Pickens involved. You have to have more than one thing going or a defense can take that one thing away. And that's where the Steelers passing offense is headed without Deontay Johnson. Yeah, and to your, I mean, to that point, and we've talked about how well Cleveland did against Cincinnati. Those corners, oh. Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson, Greg Newsom. I mean, it's tall task for Pittsburgh's wide receivers. Uh, yeah, I mean, like the, Mike Tomlin said, the corners won them that game, and I don't think mm -hmm. there's any any bit of like coach speak uh, talking up your your opponent there. You, you know what I mean? Like that. That's that's the way it went down. That was uh unbelievable what they did to best wide receiver room in the league certainly like a top three one right mm -hmm. um yeah mar chase nine targets five catches 39 yards tyler boyd three targets two catches 10 yards t higgins eight targets zero they gave higgins the old blue tarski or i guess we could call it the bub means now in pittsburgh um, nothing. I, I can't even fathom holding. I, I understand it was raining. I understand it was a miserable offensive environment. T Higgins zero while also shutting down Tyler Boyd and, and Jamar chase. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, turning to the defensive side and cam Hayward's absence. Um, you know, I, I think, again, speaking internally first here, could we see Braden Fajoko elevated from the practice squad to help out? Uh, you, you mentioned, you know, prior to the season when they brought him back on the practice squad, there would be some games, especially against like AFC North opponents, teams that have a Nick Chubb, um, and the Browns do have a Nick Chubb. Uh, th those could be the types of games that Braden Fajoko would get into. But like, could we see, you know, more of Keanu Benton in the three tech? Uh, could we see Armin Watts get a helmet? Like, what do we expect here to take place? Well, I think this is the silver lining is that Cleveland's offense 
did not do very well in that game. I mean, even though they won the game, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you look at Deshaun Watson's numbers, not very good. Uh, their offensive line is beat up, right? They they lose Conklin, um, I believe, for the season, certainly long-term. I, I don't yeah. know if they've... Uh... Yeah, it was ACL and MCL. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if they had announced that he's definitely out for the year, but, uh, I'll, you know, uh, so looking at a, a rookie right tackle in Dewan Jones, um, and, you know, I don't think... With with respect to Elijah Moore and Donovan Peoples Jones, not the depth of, of kind of targets here for Watson that we were talking about when we talked about Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle. David Njoku is dangerous, certainly, but I, here's why I, I like this matchup so much better. The Browns play a lot of two tight end. Harrison Bryant plays a good bit. Um, they'll also play their second running back a lot. They have Pierre Strong there now. What had been, you know, Hunt, obviously Jerome Ford's there as well. Um, I'm not sure which one kind of gets more of those reps, but you know, they had played Hunt where they played two running backs at the same time and and Demetric Felton did a little bit of that when he was there too. And th- I think this is a game where the Steelers from a defensive line perspective can just say, well, we got to play base. Um they they have to, you know, Stopping Chubb is so important to this game plan, one. And two, the Browns don't really have the personnel to spread you out the way other teams do that I really think they're going to have to play a lot of base defense, which to me means Braden Fahoko gets activated and you can play Fahoko and Benton in the middle. Uh, I thought Montrevis Adams was not very good, but can provide some depth at defensive tackle behind or defensive end in this case you know because larry's still banged up he's not 100 percent, so you're gonna need somebody to split time with him and then you got leal and Loudermilk. so i really think you're looking at those are your six defensive linemen for this game and they're gonna have to play a lot like they're, they're, those guys are gonna have to play well they're gonna have to, but but i think it's gonna be three defensive linemen on the field a whole lot in this game i think that makes sense for a browns matchup in general i think it really mm-hmm. makes sense now with the injury to cam hayward because you're not gonna be able to replace him with one guy you know Kenu benton already played uh, a good bit of of snaps in that first game like it's not like he was limited you know and so uh he played almost 30 snaps so i mean how much more are you willing to give him Maybe you get them to 40, 45, but if that's a 60 snap game, you know, you're looking at needing a lot from other guys. And so I didn't think Adams was very good. I think Benton was the best player on the Steelers defensive line. I, th- I think he needs to start. I think he ne- it, it needs to be a trial by fire for him. It's a tough matchup. That's a good, you know, I mean, going up against Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller in the middle of that offensive line is, yeah. is not easy. But uh, I think that's that's what needs to happen here. And then fill in those guys, Larry, Marv, uh, Loudermilk, and, and Adams around him, and then let Fahoko come in when, you know, uh, when Benton needs a break. I feel like that is the best way forward with this defensive line. And I think it simplifies this, the question at linebacker, too, because if you're going to play base defense uh, and you're going to spend that much time focusing on you know, the run. I thought the best two linebackers were Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander. And I think that lineup really lends itself to those guys getting more playing time because you can put Alexander on Njoku and you can let Roberts play the run. And there doesn't, there, there aren't these, it's not a scheme that prevent that, that, that provides a lot of these clashes, these conflicts that the 49ers did. And so I think it makes it a little simpler 
from a linebacker perspective, from a safety perspective. You know, we, we don't need, um, you know, as much of that uh, in this game. You know, I think you'll see a lot more Mickey Fitzpatrick being that kind of center fielder here as opposed to moving all around the field. And I think that makes a lot of sense. So I think it's a better matchup for the defense. I think it's a matchup the defense can win, especially like give me TJ Watt against any rookie tackle in the world. But Dewan Jones is big and six eight, and you can get around him, man. Like yeah. it, it's it, like this is. Uh, I think I feel much better about the Steelers' defense's chances of surviving this injury than I do the offense, where uh, De- Deontay is just irreplaceable. Yeah. I'm also hopeful that the, assuming that he does get a helmet, Fahoko getting in there is able to keep the linebackers a little a little bit cleaner. I don't know. I mean, obviously, like it's hard to. There's really nothing, no one thing that you could really pick out from this performance because everything was so bad. But man, like the linebacker play, especially from like a communication standpoint, like who, who was in your mind? So you think Cole Holcomb was the worst linebacker of the three in that first game? I mean, I would tend to agree. I just hope that Fajoko's insertion into the lineup in some capacity is able to keep those guys a little bit cleaner. Yeah, I would hope that. I thought Roberts was good when they ran at him. I thought his yeah. lack of athleticism was exposed when they asked him to start moving sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but you can, I think you can deal with that if you can keep yourself from being put in those situations where we saw Roberts trying to cover George Kittle down the field. Like that, there was one play where he was lined up over Ayuk. I'm like, yeah, no, can't happen. Can't happen. Never, never, never. Um, so yeah, uh, I I think the defense can be much better. Also, the defense. I mean, Mike Tomlin said this too. Like, to be fair to the defense, they were put in pretty terrible position. I mean, back to back short fields at the beginning of the game. Um, you know, really, I think after the defense kind of warmed up to the game, which they clearly did not have the luxury of doing, I thought they were okay. They were much better. Um, and really, outside of that long run, uh, I thought they, they eventually got to stopping Christian McCaffrey, even though it was obvious run situations. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when they did it, I, I, I think there were some positives you can take away from the end of that game, from the way that Keanu Benton played, TJ obviously looking like himself again. Like, yeah, I, I think there's some stuff to build on and i did think with a mix and match nature of that defense that there was going to be some trial and error about how you know they they were going to be put together i think we saw some error but i think we also uh, i have it's when you have options it makes recovering from a disaster a lot more palatable right because you say okay well just don't do it that way but we have other ways we can do it right where if, if you're just the Steelers offense right now I don't know what other way there is to do. That's to me where the, you can't overcome bad quarterback play. And so I think that's, that's where I'm struggling right now. All right. Well, let's turn our attention to that quarterback play. Mike Tomlin talking about it said he was looking for some football justice when it comes to Kenny Pickett, the guy works too hard to fail. Typically, those guys are rewarded. Of course, I'm you know, not quote for quote here saying what he was saying, um, but, but you get, the point that he was trying to make that I'm trying to say on here, uh, Alan, where are you at with this? Does football justice exist? Um, is this Tomlin just sticking up for his guy? Like, do you think he truly believes this or, or where are you at with this statement from Mike Tomlin? 
I think football justice exists at some level and that like guys that work hard are generally rewarded for it. Like TJ Watt works really hard. Yes. Minka yeah. Fitzpatrick works really hard. Those, those are great athletes that work really hard to become elite players. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I, I think you can tell um, that there's like a total package there, right? Like you have to be a great athlete. You have to work really hard. You have to be dedicated. You have to be a great teammate. You have to be a great leader. Like, and it's very obvious, even from the outside, what, what, what when guys don't have that, right? Like TJ, all those things, right? Minka, all those things. AB, always oh, a great athlete. He worked really hard. Nobody's I've never seen a single soul question Antonio Brown's work ethic. He was the last guy of practice every single day, but he was head case. He was a bad teammate. Right. And so that's why he was not able to sustain his status as an elite player the way other guys have. You have to have it all. It's an essential part of it, but it's not the only part, right? You have to have the physical tools. You have to have the physical performance to back it up. Otherwise you're, you know, let me let me come up with a, a good example here. But you know, uh, you know, uh, you can be you can get by being a physically limited player that just exists on effort and hard work and hustle. But usually, you're like somebody's special teams captain, right? Like you're you know you're not uh, a Pro Bowl quarterback then, right? And so. You know, like who's a quarterback that gets by on hard work? You know, like Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> you know, like that's not that that's not what the hopes are for Kenny Pickett. And so, mm-hmm. I think I'm not in a place where I feel confident in things changing because I don't understand why they were the way they are. And now maybe Mike Tomlin does. He was asked pretty directly twice basically what the heck happened to your quarterback. And he kind of chose not to answer that question twice. If you don't know what's wrong, you can't fix it. And I understand him not maybe wanting to broadcast what's wrong, but if even the people that are pretty close to the team can't figure it out, I don't know. It's a head scratcher. It, it is. It is really weird. And it's disappointing to see it come in game one, too. I get when I see this and, you know, this is me again, like maybe reading into words, the way that I that I interpret this and think about this is going back to the way that Kenny literally like after anything, like he won't make the same mistake twice, like his tape watching, not necessarily the physical tools, but what he does off of the football field outside of off of the football field. Um and that's why I think, of course, we don't play San Francisco that often, but I've asked somebody this, what they thought. So I'll ask it to you. How do you think Kenny would fare if they turned around and played that same San Francisco team a second time? I don't know. And that's why I don't know if I think this is going to get better soon because it was such a multi-layered failure that it's um, it's hard to isolate the 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 the, the problems, you know, it's like when you, t- you know, you take your car to the mechanic and it's like, oh, it's, it's doing this, it's doing that, and it's doing that. Well, you know, if you go to the mechanic and say, hey, when I press the brake pedal down, it squeaks, it's pretty easy to figure out what's going on. But you say, I press the brake pedal down, it squeaks, and then when I turn left, it goes clunk, 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 and there's smoke coming out the back. It's like, okay, well, I don't know. That's not one thing. It's probably a couple things. And then how do you, you know, how, how do you figure out 
what is leading into all those problems? The reading of the defenses. San Francisco wasn't doing nothing special on defense. There was a headline. George Pickens said, like, oh, they give us a little more cover three than we were expecting. And then I see a headline, like, 49ers surprise Steelers. No one's surprised by cover three ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Okay, no yeah. one, no, no, safety's in the middle of the field, probably going to be cover three. There it is, okay. Like, maybe they played more of it than the Steelers were expecting, but that doesn't matter. They have a 1,000 plays for cover three in their playbook. Like, this is – there are some teams that only – for, like, 10 years, the Steelers played nothing but cover three. Like, nothing. That was the only zone defense they ever played. It's not – no one was taken aback by anything that happened except for the quarterback, apparently, who was unable to yeah. kind of read what was happening – and go through his progressions in sort of like a calm and orderly fashion, find open guys, avoid pressure, feel pressure. And then I think the biggest thing was the lack of accuracy just coming out of nowhere. I mean, look, yeah. all that stuff, the the reading of the defenses and the dealing with pressure, you can kind of say doesn't happen in training camp right? Doesn't happen in the preseason all that much, especially when you're not playing that many starters, right? Like how many mm -hmm. times was Kenny Pickett actually pressured this preseason? Maybe once. Okay. So you can kind of say, well, okay, you know, you can't really compare what he was doing before to now because the situation has changed but throwing the mm -hmm. football i can compare throwing the football i watched kenny pickett throw approximately 11 billion passes this year and about 10 of the worst ones i saw out of those 11 billion came in that game on sunday i don't get it so you know i i don't know how to say it's going to be better because i don't know what caused that yeah, that's that's like I walked away from that game confused more than anything else about what I just saw because it was just so uncharacteristic. Like if it, it didn't look anything like the the bad games that he had in 2022, it was something completely different in my mind. No, so that's yeah. why it's just I, I'm having a hard time processing what it is that just happened. I agree. I think that's a good way to say it. One thing that we're sure it isn't. And Mike Tomlin clarified this today. Oh, God. Yeah. Is it is not a concussion which we already knew because he didn't have a concussion. And, like, I, I don't know. I got to get on my soapbox here because this stuff pisses me off. Um, okay. First of all, Kenny Pickett had two concussions last year. Okay. Mm -hmm. He has always been an extremely diligent player in terms of taking care of his body he seemed to take the concussions that he got last year seriously and the recovery from those concussions last year seriously he does not seem like the kind of guy that was going to go play through a concussion okay willingly or try or, or try to okay so let, let's let's i feel like it is that th that needs said the second thing is is that there's observers both in the press box and on the sideline not just watching the hit and the way he's hit but the way he's acting and carrying himself throughout the game that will flag him if there's a reason to flag him and no one did and then even after the game at halftime the Steelers team doctors get a good look at him they see him again and have to put him up at the podium that would have never happened in a million years if Kenny Pickett had even if there was even a concern that he might have a concussion, there never was any. And it's ridiculous and irresponsible that people say, Oh, he, here's a hit that happened. Do you know how many times a player in an NFL game gets their head hit? Like a thousand. Mm -hmm. 
We don't have a thousand concussions a game. You can't just say stuff because it makes you feel better about Kenny Pickett having a bad game that he might have been concussed, and now we're talking about this like it's a thing that could have actually happened. It's ridiculous. I understand if fans want to do it, but like for professional people in the media to be doing it, it's it's absolutely unprofessional. It's absurd, and it should never happen. I the, the same stuff happens with. Aaron Rodgers last night where he's all still on the turf and we got people from their freaking house in San Diego saying, Oh, he's torn his Achilles. You don't know. Shut the heck up. Like, you know, I have a duty to report on the health of the players that I cover. I don't really enjoy that duty all the time, but I take it seriously. I'm not just going to like go off on speculation or here's what it looks like this on the video. Or, you know, I might say like, that didn't look good. Or he looks like he's in pain. I might try to characterize what's happening, but this needs to stop. It's, it's absurd. Um, and, and, and I, who gains from it? Like what, what did we feel better about like Kenny Pickett being so bad for 18 hours because people were speculating that it might've been a concussion. I get text messages from people asking me like, did you hear about Kenny's concussion? I'm like, no, cause he didn't have one. Um, it, it just drives me up a wall. What I took from it is that new helmet did its job. I mean, that's what we talked about was the extra padding on the back of the helmet that if those hits were to happen, you know, there's more there to, to protect from it. Maybe. I mean, but Kenny's taken a lot of hits like that in his life too, and they didn't all result in concussions. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, yeah, like this is a dangerous sport, but it's not also, that dangerous. To your point, not about Kenny, but about the Aaron Rodgers thing. I, Ryan Clark was there covering the game and he like tweeted shortly after that he just watched Aaron Rodgers break his ankle and I was like break his ankle <laughs> Where, like I was like is that already confirmed like so I that's that's kind of I was just adding that because of you saying yeah. the people in the media throwing it's things just, out there uh, reports. it's irresponsible I, I can't I can't believe that that we're doing this like I would never and look, sometimes you get information that's wrong, right? But I'm mm-hmm. never going to present anything about a player with an injury or an illness or any kind of medical situation that isn't that I don't feel very good that is confirmed by someone in a position with the ability to do that. Like, uh, wh- why would anyone do that? It's 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 so ridiculous. It needs to be called out every everywhere it is because it's it's become so pervasive that like. And you know what? I think there's a value in people that are medical professionals or were medical professionals or were team doctors or whatever to say, oh, they're looking at this. These are the options of what it might be. These are how this mechanism of injury generally plays out, right? Like that's that's good informed conversation. But we can't just go diagnosing people with stuff that the professionals on site have not. Like it, it just, it, it's absurd. Yep. Yep. Speaking of absurd, Alan, should we reveal the granddaddy of them all, the black and gold standard of Steelers? Well, I don't know drives? that this is absurd. Absurd has a negative connotation. This is the best thing I've ever seen. Does absurd have a negative? Okay. All right. Well, maybe me and my friends use the word absurd too loosely then, because we also use absurd in a positive manner if it's just like okay. very. This is like, absurdly outgoing. good. This is absurdly yes. good. Um, so before the game on Sunday, I parked where I was parked in the media parking lot. There were a lot of 49ers fans around. I was just wondering, did we talk about that either? The number of 49ers fans at that game? Well, I don't think we did, but they got a let's go Niners chant going in that quarter. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that at a Steelers game. There nope. have been... The closest Steelers... was... 
I like there was a lot at the Raiders home when the home opener. I remember that game. But... There was a lot of Cowboys fans, right? The Cowboys hadn't come in like eight years or something like that. And there was a lot of Cowboys fans. I remember that. So like 2016. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But it is, that is, um, I've never seen anything like it. I can't, and for the home opener, like yeah. it would be one thing if it was December and the Steelers were eight and eight, you know, okay, whatever. But, uh, Man, that was impressive um, and, and sad, I think, to me, from a Steelers standpoint. Like, what's going on here? Um, mm-hmm. Man, how, how do you have that many of your fans, your season ticket holders on a 30-year wait list that don't want to go to this game? Uh, that's a tough one to wrap my head around. How are you not excited about this team coming into this? That's why this loss is so mystifying and so and and so hard to get our heads around. It's because everyone was so excited about this team this year. How are you not going to the game? I don't get it. I don't know, Alan. I was I was one of the ones that was there. You were there. So you were I, there. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't you can't answer my question. All right, but who else was there? Was the lovely Patty Hyatt formerly of Lawrenceville, currently of Fredericksburg, Virginia, and her 2006 Hummer show the people this beauty. All right, we're going to go through some start, slides here. So Start with a... Yeah. Start with a... Um, oh, we're not going through slides. We're just looking at Franco's. Well, yeah, yeah, is that... I was trying... That's what... The, okay, I was trying to that's, figure out... All right. Okay, so it's a black Hummer. She had it yeah. when she bought it. She had it custom painted with gold stripes down the side with the, the little Northwestern pinstripe. It has Steelers stuff everywhere. Okay. There's a terrible towel sticker on the hood. There's a Kenny Pickett sticker on the hood. There's Steelers logos on the mirrors. There's a Steelers logo in the, in the hitch cover. There's a Steelers logo on the, there's a Steelers six Super Bowls logo on the spare tire cover. It's just full of Steelers stuff. There's a whole mural I'll, on the... I want to say uh, before I go to the next slide, too, she's all in on Kenny Pickett getting his football justice because he's front and center. Oh, yeah. Right he's, there, yeah he's, it he's needs to happen. Field. Yeah, There's a whole mural on the roof that has um, Ryan Shazier and, and a bunch of other players from, from like that, that 16 to 18 defense. There's all the Lombardi trophies are in one window. There. So these are legit signatures from these players. And, and like so, and then, right. So after she started this, you know, bought the, the, the black and yellow Hummer and started kind of decking it out. She started to get Steelers players to sign the car. And now that she covers them with this like clear 3M kind of sticker thing so that they stay. Mm-hmm. So Andy Russell, Franco Harris, uh, LC Green. There's like, a, there's, there's two. Heinz Ward was there, I think. Um, yeah. And it Jerome says he has Bettis, Super Bowl MVP yeah, right above J- his. J- Jerome sticker. Bettis, uh, Andy Russell, um, all of these Steelers greats actually autographed the car. And then she she covers them up so that they'll stay there forever. The coolest thing I've ever seen. And she's great. She's like mm. a you know a classic like like she is somebody's mom. Like just like drives around. This is her car. She said it has a hundred thousand miles on it. It's two thousand six. And she said she drives it around Fredericksburg, Virginia, and gets people that stop her all day long and and say like, oh my god, I love your car. I'm such a huge Steelers fan. Or I you know. Just um, this is this is the this is the this is, this is the, the standard. This is the standard that Mike Tomlin was referring to. 
Yep. The team was not up to the standard, but this vehicle was on Absolutely. Sunday. I don't even know this that it needs said. Standard. I don't even know that it needs said, but this is six Lombardi trophies right here. Yeah, Patty I Hyatt. mean, Patty I, Hyatt I think Fredericksburg, Virginia. Oh, they're on the vehicle. How can we not give it all six <laughs> Lombardi trophies? I know. I'm. I, they got to figure things out in Pittsburgh because this deserves seven. I want to go to seven Lombardi. She said so in the, in the on the on the the hit the the tailgate kind of swings open and across yeah. the top of the tailgate she has the super bowl logos she said i had to leave room for the seventh one. Oh, you can see it so she has the steelers logo there on the end right now but yeah. she said she's got that spot saved for number seven when they get seven patty we're going to come back and upgrade this to seven lombardi trophies did she say is she like a is she typically at games is she a season ticket holder or like is this just a... i didn't ask her that um okay. but it, i mean seemed like they had a pretty big tailgate gang there um so this isn't the this is a pretty regular occurrence i would say and uh just uh just awesome that that where i where was this at where's this at like where so park i park at? um kind of on like the north side up behind uh, kind of across the street from wendy's i guess if you know where that is mm, yeah um, okay all right yeah i mean this front is pretty sick too yeah i mean this yeah. is this is everything that we've wanted is, right here so this is everything is, is what it is yeah yeah so this is for people that have been wondering these guys keep talking about sending us vehicles what are they talking about that's it that's what we that's want what right we there. Need. We need that's, more of those. That Send is going to be hard to live up them. to. We will rate them. Send them in. That'll be hard to live up to, but see where you stack up. See if you can get close to those six Lombardies that we just gave Patty. Um, good stuff. Alan, tell the people where they can find you. At A Saunders underscore PGH on X. At PGH Steelers Now is the site's account on that website. At PGH Steelers Now on YouTube. Like and subscribe this channel uh all kinds of stuff going on there I got a broader jones interview coming up later today he played four snaps so we talked it potentially could be more on monday night we'll Jukes wait and see on that prediction yeah. Jukes is going to play and everybody not named deontay johnson and came hayward on that i think are going to play unless there's a setback yeah which we will be able to monitor throughout the week uh so we will see how that goes obviously hoping for the best i am zachary smith pgh on everything like alan said subscribe here like here hit that notification bell comment down below about anything that we talked about in this show past shows what you want to see us talk about in future shows all that stuff if you're listening somewhere else leave us a five-star review until tomorrow we'll talk to you then thanks for taking another ride on steelers afternoon drive with us bye-bye what's the easiest choice you can make Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.